All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Third Banner Pod. This is episode number 62 of the show, and we're back at you on a Friday night here. Uh, right now, you've just got myself, Ash, and Ty here. Um, hopefully, Pat can join us. He's It's in the middle of tax season, so who knows if Pat's going to be able to get free uh, and join us here on a Friday night. Uh, but I'm glad to be back with you, Ty, on another episode of the Third Banner Pod. What's up, buddy? Another much, man. Another much. Just another week. Another week of sad basketball to watch. So, uh, yeah, we'll I um, just uh, so everybody knows, you know, all the uh, people who are loyal watchers have known that or have heard me talk about uh, the fact that, you know, I'm moving back to Louisville. And because of everything going on, I really haven't had a chance to keep up. Um, for those of you that don't know, my day job, I've been working at as a fundraiser for uh, uh, big brothers, big sisters here in Austin, Texas. Um, so, you know, with the fact that, you know, we do a really good work for the community and, and that there's kids actually depending on the funding that we're able to raise uh, for our services, I haven't wanted to leave them in a lurch or anything. So I've tried to get as much as I can done that's due between now and like say May, just because I don't mm -hmm. want them to be financially in a bad spot. Uh, after I leave. So I've been working a lot of late nights and that kind of thing. So I haven't, I couldn't watch the game Wednesday night cause I worked late. Um, so I've really Maybe not. Seen it well, I kind of figured that, you know, playing uh, Duke and everything, but uh, captain Hampton so far, I, I'm going to, I really like blacks. I go to black blacks barbecue quite a bit. Um, but because of everything going on, I just haven't paid any attention to the rumors. I don't know what's been going on last week. We played, uh, are you smarter than a, than Connor or are you smarter than a, than a fifth grader? Uh, I need you to treat me like I'm a fifth grader, though. Like, what's going on in Louisville? What's what's kind of been the scuttle lately, Ty? Well, the biggest news, and I don't know if you saw it today. Uh, did you see what happened at the Second Street Bridge? Um, I did. I saw that on, on – and somebody posted it, <laughs> and I, I went and checked out on, on X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it these days. Yeah. But, man, that sounds scary, or it looks scary. Well, thank God everything – turned out okay and you know everybody was safe but man that was some crazy shit that the uh, the semi getting stuck on the second street bridge i know we were talking about it all day and uh in the chat and stuff it was pretty pretty wild stuff did they say how it even happened like i haven't seen i'm sure there are probably more explanation now i think they had like a presser afterwards <laughs> i didn't see i didn't see how it happened i just i just saw the clips like holy shit that's what that's did he wild. have to climb Dude, they like got fire department out there and they like suspended them and got the got the woman out of the truck and everything. Oh, there's a woman. Wild. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Man. That is pretty wild. That was a pretty wild picture. And it was odd because last night I got in the rabbit hole of the of the Facebook group, the the Louisville can opener, because I was thinking about that uh, overpass uh, by uh, Eastern Parkway there by campus and how the trucks are always getting stuck. Oh, yeah. uh, and I and I actually made a post uh, last night about how I couldn't wait to see the first truck get stuck uh, when I get back into Louisville. 
Uh, and then you see that news on Second Street Bridge today. I'm like, well, maybe I shouldn't have been joking about trucks and accidents. Or that was that was some wild shit. V- uh, Varen Vid-, Vid says that Cisco truck driver heard that KP was getting a third year. Yeah, that's <laughs> it caused him to swerve off the road. Well, it'll be year yeah. two, wouldn't it? No, I'm joking. Yeah, year year two in Kenny Payne logic, but uh, oh. yeah, that's couch house thank you appreciate it thank you for joining us again um i appreciate your loyal support you've been here pretty much since day one i haven't seen you in the discord though in a long time so hey couch house tonight we don't have anything to talk about man so if you want to we're gonna like open it up here in a little bit and yeah we'll post the link and stuff couch house if you want to come in and talk man feel free like we have nothing planned tonight there's no games no trivia just just playing it off you you guys. guys so Whatever y'all want to talk about, you want to talk about football, basketball recruiting, uh, coaches, whatever, secondary bridge, whatever you want to talk about, I, we, we're here for it. So I did check right before we went live. Uh, I went and checked to see what baseball did today because I, you know, last week I was voicing some concerns with the start to the season, um, and here they've rattled off uh, four or five, uh, five wins in a row now, uh, and in the last five games they've scored eighty-five runs. So. The bats have come to life, and that's been good to see. So uh, a little bit weaker competition, but, uh, you know, we'll see how they perform uh, the rest of the weekend against Youngstown. They should be able to take – been the pitching, though, as of the last few years? Like the pitching hasn't been – The pitching has been pretty pretty tough. The You know, those – they dropped the first four games of the season, and and the pitching was just brutal. Um, uh, Today uh, we had uh, on – we had – Shoot, I'm, I'm blanking on the name here. Uh, Sebastian Gongora, I forgot his name. He transferred in uh, during the offseason, uh, I believe. Uh, but he he had 10 strikeouts today and just was pretty dominant on the mound. So uh, nice. really glad to see baseball kind of rebounding and maybe playing some weaker competition helped them to, to kind of uh, right the ship a little bit. And we'll be able to see if they can continue that momentum here in the coming weeks because, uh, you know, when you get into ACC play, that's going to be very tough. Uh, and oh, we sure. need them to to definitely keep that that rolling and whatnot. But um, big Cardinal fan was uh, what was the hot seat list? Uh, uh, I'm not sure what the hot seat list is. Uh, Have you guys been following that? The I know there's like a, a website that tracks who's on the hot seat and yeah, puts them in the rankings, but I haven't looked at it in a while. Varen Vids also asked about it, so that's a Trilly Donovan. Um, okay, related thing. He put out his coaching hot seat list and. Of course, Kenny is on there with a few others. I can actually pull that up probably. We might be able to find that on X. Kyle asks us to, to discuss Will Wade's development of Ben Simmons. Uh, but unfortunately, <laughs> if, if you recall, uh, Will Wade was not the head coach when Ben Simmons yeah. played at LSU. So uh, that, would, that, would be, that would not be something that we could break down very uh, effectively. So uh, we're going to take the proper stance and say that he did not develop Ben Simmons. I don't want to be lazy, Kyle, and like think that you know, not look that up or do any research on that. I don't want to be lazy, so I would. Yeah, we try to be ed- gonna... educated here on the third third banner yeah. pod, so we definitely don't want to do that. Let me see if I can find this Trilly Donovan hot seat list. Um, and then we got uh, Varen uh, Vid says that Woodson is ahead of Payne on the on the hot seat seat list uh, i have found that very interesting all the the woodson talk lately you know obviously he tricked kenny earlier in the year um so it's been kind of interesting to see him become on the hot hot seat i uh, kind of everybody thought earlier in the season 
that it was pretty much a foregone conclusion that he would get a third, uh, another year uh, um, after this one. And it would kind of like next year, next year would be his prove it or, uh, or be yeah. done kind of year. But uh, as the season's coming to a close, it, you know, a lot of demand on IU to do something. Uh, even Rick Bozich had, had put out as you know a thing that said that he thought that Woodson should be let uh, let go of his duties. So, uh, but what then did you also, but then also said that uh, there's a path for a third year for Kenny. So Bozich, uh, Bozich was not <laughs> Bozich was not cooking for sure, and it, there's more to the cooking joke there. But I actually have the link here, Ash, if you want to fix our stuff. Yeah, here. let's. Yeah, I'll get the ban- the uh, overlay on here, and then we yeah. can pull that up. We'll take a look at what Trilly has to say here. Oh, we got it up. Yep. Do I need to zoom in any here? Uh, maybe a little bit here. How about that? So, so and I've is... never looked at this before. So um, is it in a specific order or, or is it just random order on the page? Uh, I think it's just random order. And this is from Burnerball. Uh, Dot com. This is an article that Trilly actually posted talking about the, you know, the hot seats for the high major jobs, things like that. He's got the Paul up here, obviously, because they're already open. Uh, he said Mike Woodson at IU is a late addition. Now that would kind of throw everything in a loop for us when it comes to the coaching search. Cause I think assuming, I think we all assume we're going to be the top spot available this, this cycle. So, um, if if IU does open up, that would be that'd be intriguing. That could hurt some things because I, I consider IU on the same level as us. I do too. I do think that Indiana usually goes after a different type of coach. Probably. Um, for instance, uh, why am I doing this? Um, Dusty May. I think that the type of uh, the way the just his personality kind of fits in IU. I know yeah. like that's an easy answer just because of his history with the university. But even if he wasn't an alum, I would have said Dusty May's personality is kind of like the type of coach that I see at IU. Well, uh, and funny enough. Sense, or a Big Ten school in general. Like you would think Dusty May makes the most sense at IU, but I think we've all kind of heard some rumors. Of course, we don't know how true it is, but that he might not even be at the top of their wish list. Um as you see here, Trilly talks about Kenny Payne and Louisville says the biggest job of the cycle this spring. Whoever gets this job will likely impact how the rest of the carousel turns. That's that's assuming IU doesn't come open. Um, and that's assuming, a pretty big statement, though. Yeah, Respect assuming the something like Kentucky, something doesn't happen in Kentucky. I don't think they're going to fire Cal, but maybe he ends up leaving. Who knows? So assuming that nothing crazy happens, I, I would agree. We're probably going to be the biggest job on the cycle. I can't um, imagine. Jawan. I mean, I realize that the, the Michigan, they're pretty bad, man. They're like, bad. I, I can't imagine Michigan not moving on from Jawan Howard. Like, I, I realize what he means to them historically and, and being an alum, but like, man, Michigan's been so bad. Like, yeah, that's a better program than that. Who's Varen Vid? So, who's the bigger opening between IU and Michigan? I would think IU. I mean, Michigan, historically, Michigan's IU. A great job. Michigan's a great job, but I think IU would yeah. be the bigger one. And I know a lot of people have said Will Wade for us, uh, but yep. if we did not, if say we hired somebody else, I could see a Will Wade at Michigan. To me, that's that's I a could. good fit yeah. there too. I could see that. Um, and also, if you want to look at connections, um, you've got uh, you know Mick Cronin 
when he was at Cincinnati, the president of the university was Santa Ono, who's now the president at the University of Michigan. So that might be an interesting, uh, you know, connecting the dots there too. So yeah, surely he's got some other jobs on there. He talks Wayne about Tinkle, like Mike man, by the mighty have fallen. Yeah, Wayne, T didn't they make the Final Four? Not, but like four or five years ago. I don't remember, but man, he really built that program. Sure did. Like, yeah, I mean, they've been they were dog shit for like. 25 30 years and then he got him to the tournament finally andy um, enfield is a dude they have really us yeah these guys have really fallen under mike team. hopkins man he was a hot name there for a while when he first he really was his first few years at washington see and that's why i always have kind of been an advocate for a coach like that to reset the clock like if you're hot if you have a couple hot years at a program like that it's not a traditional power you got to get to another job and reset the clock and keep moving, in my opinion. Another another one I thought was funny was Mike Davis. I didn't even realize Mike Davis, Mike Davis was still, I didn't know he's still coaching. But they're one in twenty-nine, man. That is one so in bad. twenty-nine. That is that's just wild. But yeah, Robert that was McCullum. the latest. That was the latest from Trilly on his hot seat. Obviously, we're on there. Uh Kenny Payne's on there. My Jawan goodness, Howard. Kevin Keats. Kevin Keats. Yeah. He's been there so long. Tact <laughs> don't ask tactical, bro about Kevin Keats. I think he tactical bro is probably in here somewhere. He's mentioned Keats a few times. Um, I don't know. It we'll see. I think we all know that this is coming to an end. It's just a matter yeah. of when. So three uh, games Kyle left says, in the regular season. Kyle says Dusty has four ball handlers and a big spaces of floor. Big 10 clogs the lane and plays tackle football. He'd either be incredible or a disaster and no in between. That's that's probably true. I agree with that yep. statement. It's pretty good analysis of what what would happen with him. Um, I just think of personality. I, I wasn't really thinking of like style of play. I was more thinking of like personality and like the way they can conduct themselves and carry themselves. He just feels like a Big Ten style coach, like Indiana or Illinois or. Yep. Iowa, that kind of coach, you know what I mean? That Midwest. And also, I, I saw like a uh, like a Twitter rumor. I think it was like a week ago. It came from Columbus, like a Columbus news news outlet that uh, Dusty May was in talks with Ohio State. Now, I don't, again, I don't know how true that is, but um, Dusty, I would I would think Dusty May is probably going to be on that like short list that a lot of people talk about for here. So, in, in the fact that he's already being talked about at Ohio State and Obviously, if IU opens up, he's going to be a huge hot name there. So we'll see how it goes. We still have a few more weeks. I expect somewhere in mid March, we'll probably have a, we'll probably be knowing where we're going. Lou Lito's on the Chris Beard train. Where are you at on Chris Beard? I don't think I've been on with you when you've talked about Chris Beard. I like, like Chris Beard, he's obviously a great coach, right? Like we know, we know he can really coach. Um, his defenses are always, always usually elite. Um, I think we saw that firsthand when we played Texas Tech in that you know, Chris Mack's second year. Um, they're 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 legit. They're legit defenses, and he can really coach ball. Um, he can recruit too. He can really turn it around. I know at Ole Miss, he's got quite a few transfers. He got uh, Flanagan from Auburn, um, just to name one that I that I know of. And he's a good coach. I would I would be okay with it. I do think that. Josh has to really kind of dig deep into that. He needs to investigate, you know, what happened. And and if, if Josh feels comfortable after really looking into it and doing his research, and if he feels okay with it, then 
then I'm more than okay with it. Um, but we all know why Chris Beard people have their own opinions of, we all know why, and we don't need to get into that, but yeah, it's something that I think Josh really has to look into and really, you know, do a deep dive and and figure out what happened and if he's really okay with that, because there's probably going to be a PR hit. I would imagine. Yeah. I think it's a reasonable take. Um, yeah, I agree that there'd be an initial PR, uh, trouble there, uh, that you're going to have to manage your way through. Yeah, Um, for sure. And then if he doesn't succeed, then you're going to really be in. It's oh, basically yeah. you're putting your own career on on the line uh, if it doesn't work out. Um, but if it does work out, a lot of people are going to forget about that initial PR stuff. So I would imagine that it, he would work out. I mean, he's he's I would too, but you never know. He's, he's won everywhere he's gone, and um, he can really coach. Man, his defenses are awesome. He has so many great defensive schemes and they there's attention to detail there. Like he can really coach for sure. Yeah. He should absolutely be on the list. I don't have any concerns. It's just sometimes a coach will look like a slam dunk. And then next thing you know, they've got, Oh yeah. And usually there's like some outside reasons, like maybe there's a bunch of injuries or something. And and next thing you know, things snowball and it doesn't work out, but Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would anticipate that, it, you know, if Chris Beard was on the sidelines in, in Louisville, Kentucky, that it'd be a, a, a slam dunk hire. But um, oh, yeah. Couch House also brings up Mick Cronin. Uh, he doesn't personally want him, but uh, he can see that things are going in that direction. What's your opinion on that? Um, I've seen a lot of people talking in the Discord uh, about Mick Cronin lately, but I haven't been able to follow up on some of the scuttle. Uh, what is your opinion and where? what do what you think uh, is kind of the way it's trending with that? Well, and this is also coming from Trilly today. I, I don't want to like ruin Trilly's thing because Trilly has his own Discord. And, um, you know, if you if you don't follow him or are in his Discord, it's it's worth it. It is. It's there's some good tidbits in there and info. And um, he said something how people seem to believe that there's a clause in his contract that will help lower or eliminate the buyout at UCLA. We've heard those rumors before. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm able, that I know for a fact that he can get out of it or if it can get lowered. Um, but there's a lot of rumors to that. So if, yeah, if that, I, wish that... I mean, Go if ahead. you can get out of that, right? Like, I think Mick would be on the short list for obvious reasons, like, you know, personal ties and to U of L. And I do think Mick is a good coach. I know some people have differing opinions on him. I, I'd, I think the other night I was in the power 10 group talking with those guys and they all have their different opinions on, on Mick. And I think Mick can coach. I think he can coach. Uh, and he, I think he'd be a good hire. I'm not sure he'd be number one on my list, but he would definitely be on there. Yeah. I like Mick too. Um, every personal interaction I had with Mick was always very, uh, you know, something that I, I, I never had any problems with him. I always enjoyed um, working in the same department as him. I, I so never you have any... more of a connection to Mick, don't you? You have like a personal level. Well, I mean, you know, I worked in the same department that when he was at Cincinnati and I was at Cincinnati, you know, we, we interacted uh, quite a bit and I mean, nothing too in depth or deep. And I haven't talked to talk to him since I worked there. So it's not like we've kept a personal relationship or anything, mm-hmm. but I always had a really uh, strong opinion of him. I know he had a really fondness um, uh, memories of his time at Louisville, and he he's one that's like his whole basket his whole family is very basketball like I want to say historians almost like they yeah. really respect 
places with a lot of tradition. Very few places could have pulled him away from Cincinnati, to be honest. Um, but, you know, UCLA, it's like you're talking about John Wooden and and that kind of thing. So I understand why he did it and mm-hmm. went there. But I also can see why he might be thinking now, like, man, I miss home because he is. I mean, Cincinnati's his home. So yeah, I could see where if if there was a potential opportunity for him to get out and come back uh, closer to home, that that would be a strong draw. And for from him. what I understand, you can like his kids live here, you know, and I I think like his you know his family lives yeah. in you know in this general you know region. So I could understand yeah, why eighty miles. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I mean it's so close. It'd be and, night and day. I wish that I had um, pushed because I actually reached out to a sports attorney in California that I know, and I'm not going to dox him or anything. But like, I asked him about because if you remember earlier in the season, we had a lot of questions about the performance bonuses in his contract. Uh, for instance, there was specific language that said. Um, if he were to win the, the Pac-12 championship, that he got X amount of dollars. And whenever that was coming up back at, I think, November is when that was coming up, I actually reached out to him and asked his opinion on that. And his opinion was that wouldn't be strong enough right now for him to get out of that mm-hmm. um, because what would have to happen is he'd have to win the Big Ten and then the UCLA to uh, basically refuse to pay that same performance bonus and then he could find a way to get out of it because that basically the conference realignment basically made it impossible for him to to collect on all of his right. potential uh, earnings, basically. Uh, but then, and you know, we've heard other parts of the the story that there might be other things that could trigger a way out for him. And I wish that I had. You know, whenever I reached out then, I had been able to ask those questions. And I don't want to keep bugging somebody for personal yeah. scoop, we'll, you know. We'll, we'll see how serious that is. It's not the first time we've heard that. Um, and we've talked about it before, like if he can really get out of that buyout or not, can they lower it? We've we've heard yeah. those before. But la- la- last thing I'll say is I really do like Mick Cronin. I think he can coach. Um, I actually am kind of drawn to the personality, the intensity his players love playing for him because he's intense. I know mm-hmm. some people get annoyed by that, but he has his players back at all times. He, I've listened to so many pressers and I know earlier in the year, he had that press conference where he kind of like lit into his team and people said, Oh, he's throwing him under the bus. Well, we all love Rick Pitino and Rick Pitino yeah. just did that. What? Two weeks ago at St. John's and look what's happened there. They've looked great ever since. Like there's, there's levels to coaching, right? They know how to lie people to buy in. They know how to light a fire. They know how to motivate kids. And I think that's all he was going for. His players love him. He can recruit and he can identify talent. Like I've, you know, Jaime Hawkes was only, was one of his first recruits at UCLA. He was the 100th rated player in the country. Many people probably would think that's not a UCLA caliber recruit. Well, he's now a first round pick and he's one of the best players in the Miami Heat. Like he can develop talent and identify. He's always it. developed. Yeah. I, I he's got an eye for it. So, like I said, I don't think Mick's my number one choice, but he's, I would be more than happy with him. I think he'd be good here. Uh, Mark brings up Carter Knox saying Carter Knox announcing in two weeks. What a coincidence. That's the same time frame KP will be fired. I don't have any personal. You know, inside info here. I, I don't know anything. I'm just going to tell you right now. I don't believe that we're even in the top three for Carter Knox. 
Now, I don't want everyone to clip it and be like, oh, look, he's wrong. I could see a world where Carter Knox could commit here. I don't think there's a world where you're going to see him in a Louisville jersey next year. You can take that to the bank. I don't I don't buy that for a second. I think we're actually probably behind South Florida. Uh, Carter's family's from Tampa. His brother is in the starting lineup at South Florida. Um, and also, I know they he dropped the G League Ignite option, but I think recently they just said that he can still stay at overtime elite. I don't I don't see where we're even at the top three. I can see something where he would maybe commit, but I don't see him playing here next year. I think it's just a whole part of Kenny's last ditch attempt at trying to save his job. So I don't have any inside info. I'm not giving you anything breaking news here. It's just my opinion. I don't think we're even in the top three realistically. I think he's going to go to South Florida or he'll stick with overtime elite. Well, and just to touch on what you just mentioned about, you know, you're not trying to break any news. I mean, just to kind of go back to a year ago when we started this pod, kind of like the whole theme of it was basically we we're just fans. Like what I always say uh, when when I bring this up is like our show, the third banner pod is the show that's for the fans by the fans. So like we're we're just one of everybody else trying to talk about the things that everybody else is talking about and try to convey that in an entertaining way. So um, just wanted to drop that real quick. We're not, you know, we're not journalists or anything. So we're not held to standards that media uh, might be on the radio where you need to do research on playing styles and things like that. So, yeah, I'm just, just an, to kind of quickly drop that. I'm just an idiot with a face cam and a mic. Yeah, so. we're just having fun. We're like everybody we're else having here. having fun you know? talking with you guys. We're, you know, we're not anything special. And like I said, I don't have any personal inside info. I just, mm-hmm. I don't see any world where he plays at Louisville next year unless he's on the opposing team. That's just my opinion. But well, and speaking of Carter Knox, one of the things that uh, I saw mentioned over the weekend was the Bozich article about uh, the recruits that were lined up and ready to commit. Uh, what was your kind of take on that, Ty? Uh, that was <laughs> that was just like clown behavior out of Rick Bozich, uh, and just sad, right? Because Rick is one of the most respected, like yeah, I love reading his journalist. I I've read a lot of Rick's work over the years. Um, before I like went into criminal justice and college and stuff, like I was gonna go to college for journalism. I did it in high school and. Um, things like that. And I, a lot of like Eric Crawford and Rick Bozich, I love reading them and, and stuff and l- try to learn from them when I grew up and to see some, to see that piece that he wrote was nothing more than a, you know, just a biased attempt to like help his friend. It was, there was no journalistic integrity in that because there's no reason that you could possibly give to try and explain or, create a path for a year three there is none there's none Mm-mm. there's no path no this has been historically bad it's not it, you know it's not like it's just been something bad and fans are annoyed this has been historically bad there's yeah. no path and it was pathetic how he wrote that to just help his friend and give him a you know and then to say like you know woodson should be fired after three years. Like, come on, dude. That's so hypocritical, man. That's come on, dude. It, it was pathetic. And I can't believe the CJ actually let him put that out. Uh, like it was, 
it was sad to see and from someone that i like have a lot of respect for in the journalist you know as a journalist and as a kid when i was just aspiring to be a journalist like i don't know that's just sad to see yeah it was just really crazy because like even if you had two you know a couple of recruits that were lined up you can't keep a coach just because of recruits like no there, there's too long there's too much at stake it, it, it's just you can't just keep a coach any coach in football basketball anything you can't keep a coach just because of recruits that's no. historically been proven uh, it was just lazy to to start suggesting that kind of thing. I mean, well, I think was it card game that put out the stat where like uh, the University of Louisville men's basketball has had like three lose uh, three seasons of twenty or more losses, and Kenny's now had two of them. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. And and like and you bring up the whole like you can't keep a coach because recruits. It's not only that. Carter Knox is a good prospect. Like he's a good prospect. But he's not some elite, like can't miss, going to be a f- number one pick prospect. Like he's a good player, and I would love to have Carter Knox. Don't get me wrong; I'm not even trying to like discredit the kid at all. I would love to have him, and I don't know how to pronounce the other kid's name. I think it's Joson Sanon or Sanon. Yeah, um, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but that's exactly I've, what it I've is. seen. Some I went and watched some clips on him. That kid can ball, man. He's a baller, but he's not elite enough to be like i just i have to have a year three to have this kid because he can really turn it's not one of those types of players like no it the whole the whole premise of a year three because of recruits is just stupid it's stupid and there's no other way to describe it yeah and i'd love to um ty if you're ready for it i'd love to start uh, get some of the audience's feedback on the things that we've touched yeah, on um i'll go ahead and drop the uh the yeah, link in the in the chat and if anybody wants to come on and give their take on any of the topics we've talked about uh or anything in general cardinal related you know right now uh, feel free to to hop on here and we'll put you on let you give your take hop in if you if you're scared of the camera you don't have to show your camera you can just come in basically call in like you're on the phone just do audio so hop in here we'll put you on we'll let you talk for a minute and talk about what you want to say and then we'll we'll just remove you and we'll go on to the next one but if you want to come in and talk about anything checking out the chat mark says all, all of kp's buddies have ditched him some friends they are oh, okay here we got a we got a, oh, our got first, first caller of the night let me pull off the banners here so. he looks familiar yeah i think we might recognize this guy kyle oh, what's dude, up look what at you that. got it's kyle i just came on here to say i've never seen this show before you guys really suck Oh, That's dude, what I that, thought. Man, I might as well just bag this, this whole thing. Bunch of, bunch of jokers on here. You guys kinda act lazy. like you know what you're kinda talking lazy, about. What did you say? We're kind of lazy. What kind yeah. of pretend experts are you guys? Yeah. We're no experts. I, I said that earlier. <laughs> Come on, fellas. I finally got to jump on. I've been running around all day, but just trying to listen as I was doing the dishes. Well, <laughs> doing the dishes. We've uh, We've been discussing, obviously, the – Kenny year threes and coaching candidates and things of that nature. I've never heard that discussion before. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. Yeah, why would you talk about coaching changes? I mean, it's kind of a ridiculous topic. (sighs) This is a tough time of year, though, seriously. It's just like there is no point in talking about the product on the court. There's there's people that like to do that, and that's fine. It's really tough. Well, Actually, I'm going to be honest. I don't think any channel's talking – in depth about basketball, no. but apparently some think they are. So 
that all aside, like I just don't see the point. Like, we were like trying to break down the games at the beginning of the year, and then after about ten games, it was just like, okay, it's the same game, and it's really extension of last year. We just have a little bit better talent, and they play a little bit more cohesive and together, but you've still got the same defensive lapses, the lack of fundamentals. And so it just becomes the same old thing. Unfortunately, we're in an even weirder space though, where now the coaching candidacy talk has become the same as the product on the court. Like mm-hmm. we, we, we were not, we did do a deep dive in the, a bunch of coaching candidates and Will Wade was one of those. We did it where we discussed a lot of the, things that some don't think we did, but um, nonetheless, that was what five or six weeks ago now. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, so it's just dragging. So when we get on here, it's kind of like, okay, do you want to break down the games? Like we know, like nobody wants to break down a 25 point ass whooping the Duke. We just don't want to do it. And so no. <laughs> part and of my language, how many I mean, 20 point losses in a row was that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, come on, guys. Like, but now it's getting to the point. This is just such a dead time because it's it's like now. Do you want to talk about Mick Cronin's buyout again, or if he can get out? Spring practice hasn't started yet. Practice hasn't started. Baseball, (laughs) I don't know a damn or daggone thing about it. Um, (laughs) Well, Kyle, and like like another thing, talking about you know breaking down games and stuff. I think our, I think Louisville fans in general are very intelligent and smart when it comes to basketball, and I think we all can watch these games and see what's happening. So well, I don't need to insult fans' intelligence by trying to like break down. We all see it. We know what it is. There's I no effort love defensively. Breaking down games. There's none of that. Like there's I, no I attention to, to detail. I actually love breaking down games, and you know, I wish we could use YouTube highlights like like some channels can. We can't. We tried that. We got suspended until we took it off there, and then they let us back on. And so mm-hmm. since – but I'm not going to do it this year, though. I mean, I'm not doing it until we get a new coach, but, like, honestly, with football, we really did go very in-depth on those oh, things. Oh, for sure. And then for that's sure. when we got the feds, the YouTube feds came after us uh, for sharing highlights and stuff. I think that might have been a recruiting video. But nonetheless, we do like well, that stuff. We went more than 10 minutes on it. I was talking to – another channel guy and he was telling me the 10 minute if you go too long need not necessarily 10 minutes but if you go too long a lot of times they're it, it'll trigger something on and also we had sound at first and sound is not good too um on, on those things but so no yeah. sound and can't go 10 minutes i actually would love for us to be able to break more games down in the future but it's not going to be with a kenny Payne coach basketball team. yeah because it's, it's the same story it, every game like it is it's, 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 it is it's I'm just you know, I think you, you, you if you're watching the entirety of all these games, which I am, I don't know about you guys. I know Ash, you've been busy, but um if you can if you can make it through the whole game, I mean that's 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 enough. <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> it's enough like, torture. It's, it's enough it's, torture. It's hard enough to do. And then like it really is. And then like the, the thought of getting on here and being like, all right, so this is what happened. Like we all saw it. And unfortunately, yeah, there are there are there is a time and a place for breaking when we get a new coach, it'll be really fun to break down like whenever we see the product on the court, because it'll be something new. 
Like you can yeah. break down the fact that we don't get back in time on transition. And it's like, okay, so the same thing we've seen for the last how 60 games of KP's career. Well, only 60 games, I should say. Like all 60 games, or however many he's coached now. And then it's like, okay, uh, we didn't fight, you know, over the screen. And both guys went with the screener, and then the guy that <laughs> the guy that rode slipped behind them and had a wide open three, and it happened to be the best three point shooter on their team. Okay, yeah, we've seen that. And now what we see is one of our primary offensive strategies was to get the ball on the block and initiate offense on the block. Well, Notre Dame started double teaming the block, and now Duke Duke took a page out of it as well. They started double teaming the block. So you basically had two fundamental strategies, which was get the ball on the block and try to initiate offense, or you just try to ram it in the lane and initiate a foul, use your athleticism, superior athleticism to blow by your defender, and, and then they reach and you get a, you throw up the you just throw the ball up in the air and get a foul. It's ugly, but it can work. But the problem is now, I mean, it didn't take long for coaches to adjust to that and just start sagging down low and, and playing a little bit further off the ball because we're not a good shooting team. So now it's harder to just blow by and get those fouls. And now you're double teaming a block. And we we just look like we're we, we, we look like we're on struggle bus because our defense has always been bad. Our offense has had its moments because of those things I mentioned in particular, in my opinion. And now those coaches are fine. I mean, I think we face some really bad coaches, if I'm being honest. Like that Syracuse game, for example, <laughs> that that was just yeah. two low IQ teams who were just battling it out, and it was like neither one of them. It was just street ball, and we've had a lot of games like that this year, but I don't think we're going to have – I mean, well, we don't have many more games left anyway, and we do have Syracuse next. Three games, three regular season, one ACC tournament game. So, I mean, there, there's yeah. something. We have three home games. How, how in the world – if our schedule wasn't easy enough, which it has been, at eight and twenty, now you've got three home games in a row against who? Like the, the some of the easiest teams you can get in the conference, which it's it's just bad year for the conference. You should really win all three of these games. It, sh- it doesn't change a thing in my mind. That gets us to whopping eleven wins. No, oh, yeah, but you should win all three on your home court. Chris O'Keefe asks. Uh, on Twitter, by the way, or X he says, "What under the radar coaches do you guys like the most?" Danny Sprinkle is growing on me. I've Shirts. I've said this before. Shirts is one that a lot of people are talking about. Um, I really do like Steve Forbes a lot. I know that people will kind of look at Steve Forbes and ask for you know where's the tournament resume and i I get it but is he under the radar is he just not on ours because he's away i mean i would say he's under the radar like not many people are talking about him for here i don't think i didn't know if he met i guess chris you mean like when you say under the radar do you just mean for our job or do you mean like a low major under the radar i don't know or either I, i i don't know i would consider him under the radar. I don't see him mentioned a lot for us. And I really do like Steve Forbes. I think he has, he could really coach the game of ball. He's got a lot of great set plays and things of that nature. His recruiting has kind of taken off over recent years. Um, he got Hunter Salas. He says non power five guys. That's what I, that's what I thought five. you were going at. I mean, about- I think shirts would be my obvious non power five right now, but. I've only watched a couple of their games, but but USF uh, Trent just brought him up, uh, Abdul Rahim. Um, he he, 
I, I've only watched a couple of games, but they spaced the floor very well. Mm-hmm. And they have, they kind of, they got a little bit of that Dusty May this year, what he had at FAU last year, which he has the same team. So I guess he has the same style, but it just hasn't meshed as well for whatever reason. But they kind of remind me, they reflect a little bit of that where you get four ball handlers, space the floor. They have a lot of impressive guys out there on offense who can just create spacing problems for the defense because you can't really just, you know, in the two games I've watched, so low sample size, but uh, they, they shot the ball lights out. Now maybe those are outliers. I haven't looked at their numbers as far as shooting percentage for a year, anything like that. But, I mean, that's the thing. When you go low major, how many games have you really been watching? Like Will Wade, I've seen him play twice this year, and they are a defensive nightmare on that side of the ball, and they struggle a little bit at times on offense. But those are, again, two games. So I don't know. It's hard to know. Yeah, and if you're saying non-power five, like Will Wade is probably the obvious to me. But is he really under the radar? Because like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't know Will Wade. Under the radar. That's what I told, that's what I, told like, I think uh, Ty once. Who's gonna go? I was like, can't go with Will Wade. <laughs> yeah, and like, I don't know. I I try to pick somebody really off the off the grid whenever you get those kind of questions. And I said it once before here, but uh, David Riley would kind of be my uh, my pick. Big Sky Coach of the Year last year. Uh, they won a, the conference regular season championship last year. They've already clinched it for this year. Um, in the league last year, they were sixteen and two. This year, thirteen and three. So Boy. they're 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 a program. He's only thirty five years old, mind you. Hmm. Um, he's been a part of that program as a previously. This is his third year as head coach, but he's been with that program since two thousand eleven. Um, his uncle is actually Mike Riley, former NFL head coach. Uh, I don't, I think there's no way he's back at Eastern Washington next year. Just leave that up there, Patrick Kelly. 499 subs, boys. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Come We're on. Closed. One more for the big 500. We're David's closed. teams are well coached. They get up and down. You know, they score a lot of points. They play good defense. I really like David as a coach. I see no way that he's back in Cheney next year. Now, probably he's somewhere on the West Coast uh, getting an upgrade. Uh, in I'm not even sure where it's going to be open, but you know, probably not a good fit in Louisville, Kentucky. But that's my under the radar, like low major name that I want to throw out. I will say this about um, uh, Abdur Rahim at USF because I know I know they're getting a lot more noteworthy and and they're getting covered a lot more because they made the the AP top twenty five, but. Someone else pointed out, like, their net ranking is really bad. And if they don't win the AAC, they might not make the tournament. So I don't I don't think that that, like, disqualifies him. I, I have my eyes on him for sure, and I'm paying attention. Um, I don't, I'm just not sure I'll put him in my, my top tier of guys just yet. But he's he's caught my eye. And what he's doing this year, I mean, USF is – historically not been good at basketball right so what he's doing is obviously impressive and, and kudos to him and um we'll we'll keep an eye out i'm just not ready to go in just yet that's a problem with all these guys at that level though. like uh like you said with him i mean there's a good chance they don't make it if they don't win their commerce tournament but right. we'll mm-hmm. wait i don't think i don't they're think they're in the exact same boat is, yeah. i mean they, yeah, they want to win your league i yeah. believe they're 23 and 3 or at least last time i checked that's what their record was yeah, could be actually that they might be twenty five and three now. Don't quote me on the record. I think it's around there, 
But could you imagine if they get left out? I think they beat Michigan. I know they beat Michigan earlier this year. That's one of the games I watched. So that uh, – yeah, and this it, is twenty-one and three, I believe, and they're fifty-fifth in net ranking. So, twenty-one and three. They've only played twenty-four games. Let's see. This was Surely last updated is not through games February twenty-ninth. Huh. Well, February twenty-ninth. Okay. Well, anyway, that's another team I'm looking at. Like all it takes is one loss in their conference tournament, and they're probably not going to make it. So that always gets kind of tricky when you're at those. Now, again, he, he's got the benefit of his resume where he's been at a power five school. So yeah, I think he'll be able to overcome it, but like a shirts would have a harder time. Let's see. I don't know what their record is. Google's being weird about McNeese state. Usually Google just pulls up the team in the record, but when I yeah. pull them up, it's like, we're not going to give you that. <laughs> so I got to go to Southland and check myself. Um, but yeah, 25 and three. So yeah. Okay. I wonder why 20. it says 21. This is, I was from, gonna say, that's weird. This is from that mean, the NCAA's actual website. Yeah. That can't be right because that that's would mean weird. they only play 24 games and then we're in March unless they, which I know, uh, I know he was suspended his first 10 games, but they still played. That's so weird. That's from they NCAA's won, actual website. They have won six games in a row. So, you know. Again, these these low majors are hard to really judge, except for Will Way. We've seen him, but like other guys, because you just don't get a lot of TV action with them, and it's hard to be able to watch every one of these teams. Like I'll tell you, the coaches I've been on—I mean, I've watched years of Eric Musselman, which is why I've jumped off the Must Bus because his offense has continued to struggle. Jerome Tang—I've watched him for two years now. Uh, very intense man-to-man discipline defense. He mm-hmm. just it's not that they're doing anything on defense that's you know making waves or reinventing the wheel like when Tony Bennett and his pack line defense came out or Rick Patino and his matchup zone. His main defense is straight up man to man. It's just he that they're very disciplined and very sound, very physical. And their ability to block shots is incredible. Now, obviously, Kansas State's issues on the offensive end, they have really struggled. Not a lot of ball movement on that side of the ball, and it looks like an old-school type of offense. I think a lot of that has to do with an injury and a dismissal. Those are two I've watched a ton of. Mick Cronin, I've watched a ton of them. They've really just been all over all over the place. There's really not – this year's team, it's hard to get an exact read on what they're doing because some games they look fantastic, and other games they just look awful on both sides of the ball. So Yeah. Yeah, Desmond, I'll drop it here again for you. What was that comment from Larry? Can we go back to that? What did he say? Uh, Larry's uh, he, he and you. I don't think you were on Ty, but uh, last week he he mentioned some issues that uh, was going on in his family. And uh, Larry, wow. just thinking about you, and hopefully that everything gets better soon. And yeah, hopefully we'll be thinking about you, and you Larry. Yeah, prayers are for you, Larry. Man, hopefully you get some some sort of good news, man. Uh, and then Trent mentioned uh, one of the reasons that the NCAA site might have said less is because they don't count certain uh, number of games over. Uh, you, once you play too many non-D1 games, they don't count them. That is true. Sure that. that is no. true because I, be, I believe McNeese played a few, like, uh, non-D1 teams. Desmond, like I just posted that link again if you want to jump in, brother. I, I did too, so it. we both hit it. <laughs> yeah, oh, nice. I have Facebook. So, yeah, four. He could pick one of four links to join. Pick, yeah. pick any of those links, man. They're all for you. Pat, yeah. are you going to be able to join us tonight? 
I might I might send it just so it has six links. <laughs> and then you gotta pick the right, All right one. Here we go, you know. Desmond. I'll bring Desmond. Hey, we got Desmond in. All right, Good welcome, morning. Desmond. How y'all doing tonight? Doing pretty good. How about oh, you? Man. I'm doing all right, man. But last bit, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> when y'all was getting on Kenny Payne, I ain't gonna lie. I was fuming, but I understand where y'all was coming from. I understand where it was coming from. <laughs> and 20 losses is a lot. Yeah, know, this is frustrating as a fan, man. Yeah. I know, but, I, but I will say this, though. How could I, how could I put this? Um, I get it. I get that, you know, he's, saying he's, he's losing, so I understand that. But my thing is, though, with some fans that I feel like is that he as I, he hasn't been producing, so which I understand that. My thing is that you ain't got to bash the man like uh, get after his character because he's losing games. Which I understand he's losing it up, but he ain't really done nothing to hurt the university. To me, besides losing, he ain't done he ain't you know done nothing like off the court. Well, that I know of that make you put Louisville in a bad light. He's just not winning games. So but, I got a question for you. Can you can you tell us what? Off the court things or personal things. I mean, just because I'd like to know, just because you know, and I try to rewatch all of our episodes, but I mean, I know we did the tw- the top twenty mishaps list. I feel like they were all centered on some sort of recruiting or strategy on the court, yeah, or yeah. Uh, things he didn't do as far as maybe he could have done this and he went on a trip somewhere. So I guess my that's my question is like. Was there anything in particular that, that made you Say, think you like took a personal shot at him? Uh, no. I mean, okay. I, I say like sure because I really want to know. I want to keep an open mind. I don't want us to come off as like I don't have. I mean, I don't. I know the guys on here don't have any uh, personal vendetta against oh, him. Sure. No, just this is like very... this is like something like some of the fans I be seeing on like I actually I actually had to leave a Facebook group. Oh, okay. that's that baddie guy. Yeah. Like they attacked some man like. Then I'd be like, um, the only thing I only concern about this though is it like um people like Bush Beard and like people who fought, you know, to have more diversity mm-hmm. on the as a coach. Mm-hmm. My thing is though, once you know, once Kenny Payne, you know, whenever he gets relieved of his job, or like would they try to, you know, give another opportunity to a black coach? That's that's my worst fear, like I said before. That's yeah. why I, that's what I'm saying, because if they don't, then I'll, like, it's the same as, again, black alumni will be like, you know, what if, you know, can we have another, you know, chance to have another, you know, black coach? I don't want, I feel like, you know, most universities, well, most universities might do is, because I've seen it before, like, Ravon Cooper, you know what I'm saying? They might be leery because they want somebody that's more qualified or whatnot. I don't care if it's a white or black coach. I understand that, but, but with me being a black person, it was kind of good seeing, good feeling seeing somebody get. Because when he first got hired, I didn't really think of it like that. But then as I like, kind of like, as it went on, and then I actually thought about it, it was like, it's kind of cool having a black coach at Louisville for the first oh, time. Sure. And for I just sure. don't want that, I just don't want the, you know, that to not to continue. That's mm-hmm. my only problem with, with it. I, I'd be like, trust me, I get that he's losing and he hasn't mm-hmm. performed to Louisville standards. But my thing is, though, I just want the fan base. If you if you treat him like that, you know what I'm saying. With the next coach, he remember we'll like I said, we're Louisville. We're we're top. We still have standards, so we're gonna have. But I, I can admit though, I did lower my standards with Kenny Payne because he, I guess you know he he said, but but getting about this, the people tend to forget. He told y'all it's going to take time, but we as a as a fan base have been spoiled with the winning that we can't forget. 
know what I'm saying? It takes time. But then, well, but then also too, it's not the same as it was like what, like 10, 15 years ago, where it takes time. We want, we want it now. Yeah. So I feel like in that way we kind of spoiled yeah. it. We want it now. Yeah, I, I'm with you, Des. I do. I guess for my first season, I mean, not to put a specific win loss record on it, but I'll give you an example. Like what Notre Dame's going through right now with Shrewsbury, who's also a black coach, but that, you know, that's just neither yeah. here nor there, really. But I'm just saying, like, when I watch them, obviously they have struggled all season for the most part. And at the very beginning, they really struggled. But he, I understand he also inherited a, you know, most of these coaches, when they come somewhere like that, it's because the situation they're inheriting is not good. Now, Mike Bray was a good coach, but he was he stayed too long, and he finally yeah. realized it was time to go. And when he got there, he had to, you know, reinvent the wheel with bringing his type of, you know, motion out offense with, with the type of shooters he would like. He doesn't have them yet. But what I've seen out of them is they are – you can tell they get it now. And I'm not just talking about – the, the whooping we took on the court, but for the most part, they have really, they, they've turned it around big time. And so I look at a team like that and it's like they're in their first year. And I guess with, with us last year, if we started out a little slow, I mean, we start out really slow. We, we start out with a double digit loss in the exhibition team. And then we lost the three really, really bad teams on our home court by one. So it started off really bad, but there was never a point last year where it was like it clicked. There was never a clicking moment where you could tell it was all coming together. And yeah. unfortunately going into this year, we started slow again, not, not as slow, but, but our schedule also wasn't as, as good either at the beginning of the year. And then you're starting to see an ACC play, even though the conference is down, like we're still struggling. That's just my opinion. Yeah. If we could have just seen some progress, man, like if I could, and if I could point and say, I can see on the court and say, I see what he's doing. I see how it's coming together, but I don't know about you guys. If you guys have that same. Well, thought. this is what I was going to say, Desmond. I like, thank you for sharing your perspective. And like, I, that's something that what you just said in your POV, like that gets lost a lot in this, you know, trying to understand how, the black community here in Louisville feels about that. And like seeing Kenny get hired, like that's, I appreciate you joining in Desmond and saying that. And I, I want you to know that I don't think that this is going to like change the future opportunities for other black coaches here. Like, I don't think it's going to alter that. Like I can tell you right now. And I, I know, you know, this Desmond, cause you watch and you're one of our loyal listeners. I've been a huge on Jerome Tang. I'm huge on Jerome Tang. I, I I drive that bus, man. He's my number one right now. And um I know that for me personally, this isn't gonna change anything. If I if I see a coach that I feel like is is worthy of this position in this university in this program, you know, the color of skin's not gonna matter at all. And I know that's for me, and I know that's for all everybody else here on the show and majority of other U of L fans and you know, Jerome Tang is another example of that. But seriously, Desmond, thank you for coming in, man. Like, we appreciate no problem. No problem. it. You're, thank you're you. one of our best, and it means a lot to us, man. So thank you. I have one more question. Before I go. One What's up? What's question. up? I, I can't see Mick Cronin. What is it about you? Why is that keep saying Mick Cronin? I understand he used to, you know, he used to, it was assisting him, but I can't see it. Like, I just can't. I think. He can coach, man. He can coach, for sure. He, Yeah. I think I think the issue is Mick Cronin 
I don't think he's a bad coach. I think he's having his worst year, obviously. But he made the tournament like 16 or 17 straight years until this, I think. I don't have those exact numbers on me, so I might be misquoting. But I know it's been several tournaments in a row. And he does have a recent Final Four. He does have a recent couple recent Sweet 16s. His defensive fundamentals on defense are normally – now this year's been tough, but normally they, they have lockdown defense. They're very fundamentally sound. Just keep it general, not getting into the specifics. But, yeah, I mean, the personality fit is tough, I think. I think he rubs a lot of people the wrong way. And it's not sexy basketball. You're not going to watch most Mick Cronin teams and be that blown away. Sure. Like, like Nate Oates, for example. You watch a Nate Oates – basketball team on offense especially it's a thing of beauty shrewsbury's another one even though they've struggled coming in the first thing of beauty yeah um when you watch what they're trying to do it's just usually they don't have the guys to pull it off but it looks like a thing of beauty but like mick cronin and and eric musselman even that's some that's i call it mashed potatoes offense you just smash them together and (laughs) Make it as ugly as it can be. I would just yeah. say, Desmond, like go um look look into Mick a little bit more. Like I, I just keep an open mind. Like it's like I've said, and other he's not my first choice. I don't think he's anybody's here first choice, but the man can coach, he really can recruit, and I think he would be successful at UFL. I really do. I, I don't think it would be a bad hire by any means. So, so if we got some, I think he's kind of like your your high floor, low ceiling higher. Yeah, that's kind of how I would. Describe but that's it. not necessarily a bad thing either. It might be what we need in in the moment. True beans, but I didn't want to. I just want to come up, say my say my piece. Get right, off my seriously, piece. thank you, Desmond. Appreciate, appreciate it. it always appreciate. You're one of our loyal cards. listeners, brother. So seriously, we appreciate it all. Thank all you. Right. Man. No problem. Go cards. Go, Go cards, cards, Desmond. All right, now we'll bring uh, Aeneas on. Aeneas, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing fine. How about yourself? How about yourself? Doing good. What do you got doing for good, us tonight? Well, first off, I want to say um, I really enjoy watching you guys' show. Um, I know I look I a little young myself. It. I'm only 20 years old, so I'm only That's 20. Okay. But okay. I'm starting to come out of my shell. Um, I graduated high school. I wanted to get into journalism, but um, okay. I'm just starting to get out of my shell. I'm just really, I'm really a big Louisville fan, so I'm just trying. Really we are hard. too, man. Go <laughs> Cards. Yeah, go Cards for sure. Um, well, first I want to. Bounce off with um Desmond just said. Look, I mean, I'm African American myself. The guy just can't coach. I mean, let's just let's just throw let's just throw. I mean, let's just throw let's just throw it out of me. He can't coach. Um, I mean, when we first hired him, I wasn't really a big fan because he never really had coaching experience. I feel like mm-hmm. when you coach at a, especially a blue blood at a Power Five like a Kentucky, a Louisville, a Duke, a Kansas, or anything of that major, even a UCLA, you need a coach with experience. I feel like Kenny Payne. I mean, he didn't have experience in the first place, so I didn't really feel like. That was going to be the answer, you know, right then and there. I mean, I was always on the Mick Cronin train just because, yes, I mean, I was uh, – who doesn't like Rick Pitino? I feel like we should have never really fired Rick Pitino just because of the simple fact that, you know, grow on trees. You just don't go outside and go find a Rick Pitino. I mean, you know, so I just thought that we should have probably bit the bullet on that. But um, as far as Kenny Payne, I feel like, one, his attention to detail is just really off. Like, when you look at – um. 
when you look at like half court sets, I mean, if you want to look at the transition defense, I mean, guys just jogging back. I mean, that's all just um, an example of the coach. I mean, I mean, I actually watched this one podcast, not a podcast, but it was actually this one person. I, I looked at a YouTube and he's a journalist. And he said about two years ago, I think that's when Mick, it was, it's been five years since Mick Cronin had that UCLA job, correct? I think it was like, it's been, he's been there for like four or five years. Like uh, 2018, 2019, I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then my, that timeline's right. So I was watching this thing and he was like, um, Mick Cronin has the best practice that he's ever seen. He was like, there's, he was like, they go for, they go for two hours and 45 minutes and they do not stop. He was like, they don't stop for water. They come around, they give you water. I remember when they said, Kenny, I remember when somebody had reported about Kenny Payne, about him running the best practices. Did you guys remember that, that he was running these insane level practices and he was saying drills. And uh, I don't think, you know, that's really been the case, but, um, as far as, yeah, just Kenny Payne, I just feel like, you know, he's really just not – um he's just not what we really need. I feel like, you know, we're a big program. I feel like we need somebody with experience. So as far as, like, you know, getting somebody at, like, a, a lower level, I mean, I mean, you always can find hidden gems. Like, for example, the the coach at UConn, Dan Hurley, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, he's always – He's, I mean, he came from a lower level, but I mean, you ain't getting Dan Hurley, you know. Unfortunately, right. so, Ty's on know. board with you. He's been, he told us for years Danny Hurley right. was going to be what hey, he is. Anias, for being I'll 20 years old, man, <laughs> for being 20 years old, man, you know your stuff for sure. Yeah, like Couch House, you know what you're talking about. Couch House, also thank you. Says the same thank thing. you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you. Correct. Thank you. Um, but yeah, um, but as far as like my top four coaches on my board, I mean, I feel like you have to start off. I was watching, I think Cal, you said it the other day. I was watching, you said that you have to call Nate Oates and Scott Drew Beckham say no. I mean, you just have to. Them are just the two coaches you have to call. Um, if you can't get those guys, I really do. You did sell me on Will Wade the other day. You did sell me on him. I really did like, I really do like what he did at um LSU, and you did make a great point. You said that, um, he there was a COVID year. I mean, COVID, you throw that out the window. I mean, you can't really blame somebody for, I mean, a COVID year that, you know, you had no control over. You can't do that, you know? So I feel like Will Wade would do good here. I like what he did at McNeese. I like what he has done at McNeese State. I feel like Louisville, he would recruit here. And the stuff that he got in trouble for, let's be honest, I mean, you're not getting in trouble for it anymore. So it's not like it will really be a big issue. Yeah, it won't really be a big issue at all. Um, But as far as that, Mick Cronin, I don't really have a problem with Mick Cronin, honestly, at all. I just – um. Hold on one second. <laughs> <laughs> he's got some important stuff, man. He's on. He's on a show. He's, he's hey, and I just know. Sorry, the stuff, that's my man. that's my mom. Awesome. You know, I still live. I still live Hi, with mom. my mom at the moment. Hey, so. mom. Hey, mom. <laughs> Anais is on the third banner pod right now. He's Start spitting the- truth on here. But as far as but as far as Mick Cronin, I'm sorry about that. But as far <laughs> as Mick Cronin. I think Mick Cronin would be a good coach. I mean, we always talk about d- defense. We won't have to worry about Mick Cronin when it comes to defense. I mean, you see what mm-hmm. he does. If you all, Like you said, I think he's ranked 35 right now nationally in defense. He's always consistently had a great defense yeah. team. So, he's always you know, had a good defense. Yeah, he's always had a good defense. Offensively, eh, it's a little mugged up, like you said. I mean, when you look at a Nate Oates or when you look at a – I know this is really an exciting name. I actually said this is Ty Spawn the other day. But Thad Mata, I know he's not really doing good at Butler. But if you look what he's done previously at like Ohio State when he's had Mike Conley and Evan Turner and Jared Sullivan and D'Angelo Russell, I mean, he he develops talent, but he also has a really fun style play. But I know really really people's not really sold on that model, but um, I do feel like, you know, we'll get a good coach. I feel like we just have to hang in there. These two weeks are going to feel like two years, but we will get a good coach, and I feel like, you know, we will be fine. So I just want the – yeah. 
Real quick, D'Angelo Russell. Uh, now, it's my understanding he was on a Power 10 podcast tonight. Is that correct? Uh, say it one more time. No, I was asking the guys, like anybody. Because oh. you mentioned D'Angelo. Wasn't he on the Power 10 podcast tonight? Yeah, he stopped, he stopped in there tonight for a little bit. For Did sure. he? Okay, yeah. I just wanted to shout that out to the Power 10 guys. You know, hey. I go in there a lot. They're doing a good thing. And they, they had are. D'Angelo. I just wanted to segue into that because you mentioned them. And yeah. I haven't gotten a chance to watch yet because we, we all came on here. And I was busy, but, but that's pretty cool, man. Anyway. So um, let me say, let me ask you one more thing. And this is, I know you guys have some more people waiting in. Um, yeah, for sure. If you, had a, if you had a gut feeling on who the next head coach would be, who would you oh, say? Oh, man. That's, if you had oh, I can't do that. I it's wish so I could, man. I, 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 I know one dude who, who, well, and I say no. Like, I talked to one guy who I think – really does probably have an idea what's going on. And he literally told me, don't ask me a single question about head coaching candidates because I won't even tell my parents what's going on. Like he said, yeah. nobody's going to know. He said, if you, if you hear anything, take it with a grain of salt. And I mean, obviously on the agency side, you know, you're going to hear names thrown out there. True. Uh, it was said that it's, it was said that Will Wade's agent actually reached out Yes, I actually heard that on the James Strebel show. I did. I heard that Ty Spalter mm -hmm. said that. You're, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, he did yeah. say that. Yeah, Josh Hurd, he's, he's keeping it close to the vest. I mean, yes. That's one thing oh, I would say the difference between yeah. him and Vince Tyra. Vince Tyra was very chatty. Josh Hurd, he does not really – yeah, he's not letting really nothing nothing go. Which is but, um, good. It drives us nuts on shows like this. Yeah, it does. I get it. It's like, a better way to be. Yeah. For sure, hey, for sure. I, well, I, you guys have a great night. You hey, as well, man. Thank you for calling. Thanks. That was a great call. That thanks was a five-star call. Thanks. Seriously, that was awesome. No problem. I'll be back for sure. For sure. Uh, absolutely. Man. Thanks, absolutely. How about right, that? Now, that was awesome. That was a great call. And then uh, next up, we got Trent coming on. Trent, what's up, this buddy? Is, this is hey, what's up, guys? This is, a, this is a family show, Trent. Oh, yeah, I no problem. This, I think well, I don't think it's just wedding night anymore. This, no, no, yeah. I've noticed trend. I've been oh, on this I'm, is a different trend. Yeah, so you're not the bad. same trend. I, I was gonna point that out. Like uh, I'm not active on the Discord, but you know, I I found your pods uh just on YouTube. Well, first off, let me apologize because you're not the trend I thought you were. There's another <laughs> yeah. trend, and he got on here one night and I had to wedding night. Oh <laughs> and so I saw Trent and I assumed it was it was Trent J. It's Trent L. So I apologize. Yeah. Go ahead, man. No, 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 you're all good. Um, but <laughs> but um, I just kind of had a few thoughts, I guess, on looking at the coaching search. You know, I think that the two avenues that we're kind of looking at, I think more than likely we're going to get a coach that is probably underachieving. Uh, I mean, Mick Cronin's had his struggles this year. Jerome Tang's fallen off from his first year. Musselman kind of swung on, swung and missed on all his uh, transfer portals uh, guys this year. I mean, of those three, Cronin, I'm the least worried about. Uh, and then I would say probably Musselman would be second just because, you know, I, I would think that he would hit in the transfer portal again. And then Tang, just the lack of a sample size does worry me a little bit with the drop-off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, if we weren't to go like one of the quote unquote underachieving guys, you know, we would be looking at, I would say, probably somebody that would be in the NCAA tournament. And uh, I guess at some point, 
you know, the longer that they stay in the tournament, and I saw a commenter pull, uh, talk about it earlier, you know, in a way, it could hurt us yeah. next season, you know, in terms yeah. of that transfer portal opening so soon after the after we'd be out of the ACC tournament. Yeah. It does kind of worry me that we'd be in limbo for a little bit. Trent, I'm with you there, man. I, uh, it's, it's a weird thing where you don't want to coach flame out early and then bring them here. But at the same time, the, <laughs> it's a, I guess my, uh, I guess my middle ground, a perfect ground would be like sweet. You make the sweet 16 and you lose that game <laughs> because that shows yeah. you at least got the second week. Yeah. But yeah, if you could make a final four, I mean, yeah, we're still gonna. T- don't get me wrong. Like, we, we if a coach makes a final four and wants to come to Louisville, and it's a coach that's been pretty established, and you're like, okay, this is like a really, you still take. I mean, you build on that momentum. But as a fan base who is hungry to actually start to have some success again, that is a worry. That that's it's it's, it's still worth it in the end if you can get a. a big time. I don't think there's a grand slam hire out there, but if you can get a no. three run homer. Uh, even if you have to wait a little bit, you, 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 and it goes into late March, early April, you, that's just what you got to do and hope for the yeah. best. Yeah, I and you know. I guess another thing too would be, and I was the guy that posted the Amir Abdir Rahim uh, comment earlier, mm-hmm. and um, I'm not saying that he's like my favorite to take the job by no means, but you know, I, I think there's also another balance that we'd need to think about would be kind of the household name versus, you know, just kind of what they've proven so far. Yeah. I mean, I think you would kind of lump in a guy like Lamont Paris in South Carolina and that, in that group too of, you know, a guy that not a lot of people have heard of, but you know, where they've been, they've won. And, you know, I, I don't think Louisville would get a guy out of that group, but, you know, I, I just think that, at some point, even if they might not be the biggest name, if they can win, you know, I'm not opposed to it, I guess. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, Trent, if you, who would be your number one choice, I guess? If you were making the hire. My, I guess I'll give you two answers. My realistic pick and then my unrealistic pick. Fair enough. Uh, Unrealistically, I'm a big, I do like Shaka Smart. I like, I think his, I think his defensive philosophy would, you know, yeah. I think people would really yes. like watching him. Ask um, hey Trent, ask Ty, ask Ty what he thinks about Shaka, and then, <laughs> and then make fun of him. I take it uh, you're not a big uh, Shaka guy. I I won't lie to you, Trent. I'm really not. But hey, more power if you if you're big into stinky Shaka, I, I will allow it. I, there's nothing wrong with it. You may have not heard his mic. It got the story. He said sensational Shaka. <laughs> yeah, that's stinky Shaka. But anyways, continue, Trent. Continue. Yeah, I just, I mean, I, I watched them in Maui. Uh, embarrassed. I watched them embarrass Kansas. You know, I got me hooked, and I've watched them play Maui for sure several times, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I guess realistically, I would say the the perfect balance of buyout and kind of proven history and kind of a somebody that I think could turn us around. I would say Musselman. I think, I, I mean, I, I would, it wouldn't be something I'm like a hundred percent approval approving of. Uh, the problem with this coaching cycle is there's no guy that I'm just like all in on. Yeah. Um, I'm like yeah. 80% with him. And I mean, I would be optimistic about it, but 
Um, I do think he strikes the right balance of, you know, I think he's gettable. I think he has enough of a track record. He'd, he'd do well here. Um, I'd be down for it. Cronin, I mean, I've heard the, the loophole talk. I just, I don't know. To, in my opinion, if it's if the conference affiliation is the only reason that the, you know, is the biggest striking point of the loophole, I mean, I feel like we would have seen other coaches change schools when their school changes a conference. Right, but. right. No, I'm I'm I with I'm with you, Trent. And like you said, with this cycle, there's just no there's just no grand slam hire. Like there's a lot of guys that you kind of like, but you also have questions about. And I totally understand that. Like I think we all kind of feel the same way. Like I might you all bring up Shaka Smart, and I can sit here and realize that while I I don't like Shaka, I'm not a big like Shaka, Shaka fan. I love his defense and his philosophy. I love the fast pace, frenetic pressing. I love that stuff. That's how yeah, exactly. If I was a coach, the, if oh I was a coach, that's exactly how I would. I love the pressure defense. Um, I wish he. I don't know if Tyler Cole can stay healthy. That's that's my concern with them going into the tournament. He's been banged up a lot, and but he is a baller. If we could get Cola, a guy Cola like that, play, Louisville, Cola oh my can play. goodness, Cola can play for sure. I he's just like a Luke Hancock type of like college ball player. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think one thing too. This I'm not saying this, they're the same player. I just mean the same impact. Like a guy who at the college level has a high IQ and is just like a the kind of player you can't really take for granted. No, yeah. I mean, I do think this March will be. It's going to be huge for just Shaka's personal coaching career. You know how we're going to look back at it. I mean, I the roster Trent, he's got. Trent, it, it better be, brother, because I'm telling yeah. you right now, man. The, the the dude hasn't made it out of the first weekend in 15 years. No, this like, is the year to do it. It's it's here. We all agree it's, on it's that. It's got to happen, man. Yeah. It has but, to. And that's, uh, last, that's my number one drawback. But man. I worry about Kolek's injuries. <laughs> if he's not, if he's not himself, they don't stand a chance. He, no. he is the engine that makes that thing run. No, for sure. And the uh, last thing, and then I'll get out of here. Uh, I, should I bring a uh, paper bag or a plastic bag to wear over my head tomorrow night at the Yum Center? <laughs> Don't I'm wear actually, it too tight. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, no, I'm just joking. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you better have holes in it or something. <laughs> yeah, you better have a hole, man. Uh, no, but yeah, it actually be my first visit to the Yum Center since the Clemson game last year. I'm going with a couple friends. I had some plans fall apart, and we were like, well, we'll you still know, be in town, so might as well. Trent, you actually bring up a, a point that's Got me really thinking, and it, you know, I move. I mentioned earlier that moving back to Louisville, my wife has never been to the Yum Center, and it's like, when do I? Br- I don't want to bring her back <laughs> for an atmosphere where we have next like three hundred people. Year. Next year, for sure. It's like yeah, next year better. when me and Ty are sitting in the front row watching That's sensational right. shakas having oh, defense. I should take go. that back. I went to the. I went to the. I did go to the Elite Eight game at the Yum Center last year, which was a great time. Oh, but nice. The last Louisville game I went to was the Clemson game. Well, hey, Trent, more power to you, brother. Salute to you for going to sit through tomorrow. Um, <laughs> cheer loud, Thoughts man. And I prayers. know you will. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Tees and peas. Tees and peas. Hey, but seriously, thank you for coming on tonight, man. Yeah, we appreciate, appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, and, guys. Uh, go cards and go, go cheer us on big tomorrow, okay? All right, see you guys. Thanks. Thanks, man. Thanks for being on. Good, good, uh, good hey, call we got some good, uh, good, some good calls tonight, man. How about that? Yeah, How about right, man? couple of first timers uh, i don't even remember seeing them in the comments before so i uh, appreciate all the newcomers uh, if you guys are new to the channel make sure you hit that like and subscribe button 
make sure you're hitting the thumbs up on this episode too to keep uh, kick it into the algorithm a little better for us and turn on those notifications so that when we go live in the future you know when we're going so hey i see jv bell on right now uh he's he's part of the power 10 and yeah they had like i said they had d'lo on there tonight and I can't wait to check out there. I got a lot of spaces to check up on because Curry Hicks is on there now. Thing about Curry Hicks is I wait till he's done because he will talk on there for four hours and he will talk about uh, San Jose State A and M's job opening that could potentially happen, and he'll spend an hour on that before he even touches Louisville. So, like, I wait till he's done that way because on spaces you can't just fast forward if you don't wait till the end, or at least if you can, I don't know how to do it. And so uh, I've got to watch that. i got to watch Power 10. I want to hear what, what, what they had to say since I wasn't on there tonight. I was listening in before uh, before we started. JV, I see JV Bell here in the chat. Says, appreciate you, Ty, for jumping in tonight. Hey, thank you for having me, guys, seriously. And uh, hopefully, you know, We'll keep the lines open, and maybe one day we'll have a little crossover event between the you know, the third banner pod and the power ten because y'all are doing it. some good stuff. Y'all are doing good stuff, and um, we all wish y'all the best and you know, y'all continue action. to grow. So yeah, y'all are doing right. good stuff out there. Um, then thank you all for having us. Seriously. Let's see. I see. I'm looking through comments. There oh, he says Nate Oates must beard. Look, Nick Nick's on here. No Connor tonight. About time you got rid of Connor's him. working. We got we we sent him to the curb, man. Connor's working at 10 p.m. Well, it's only 9:15 his time, but only. Yeah. I didn't know he was a third shifter now or late second shift, depending on how many shifts you have. <laughs> uh, by the way, do you all see where Desmond's saying we hit 500 subs? Yeah, I see that too. I see that. How about that? that? Do we have any like? Got to thank confetti. everybody for watching us all these, uh, you know, putting up with our nonsense, you know. Do we have any yeah, confetti for this or no? I don't have any on hand, and we don't have a little confetti pop thing. But, hey, if we get the 1,000 subs, we'll get a lot more options available, won't we? That is true. That is <laughs> like, true. Uh, I was waiting on that. I was hoping it wouldn't happen. But uh, what uh, was that? In, wasn't that after a foot? Was that after a football game or a basketball game? That had to have been, dude. Look at your face and what you were saying. That it was after a game. I just don't remember which one. Yeah, I don't remember. It was during a post-game show. It you know was. what? Was it after the pit game when we lost? No, I no, couldn't be. We were, we were so down bad that night after that. No, yeah, I was pissed. I, I, I think the perfect celebration for getting 500 is this, though. Fuck you, Kay. Always a good Always. reason to say that. Always, Always, for sure. Man, I don't know how many days I have to look. I want to get – we should get Pat Desclam as uh, one of our clips, too, from from the uh, Wheel of Fortune night. <laughs> I want a, a show where everybody in the chat has to take a shot every time Pat bangs his fist on the on God, the we'd desk. be drunk in 10 minutes. <laughs> That's exactly the point. And I'm, I've been 10 years sober, so I'll just have to watch you drunk. <laughs> <laughs> 274 days until we beat Kentucky and Lex. Facts. Did y'all there talk about the bridge thing already? We we, we did. We with the bridge off thing, with actually. And uh, yeah, because I saw somebody comment about it, and I'm like, man, that was. You know, <laughs> thankfully everybody's okay because now we can make the memes about that being the Louisville basketball. Program. Yeah. <laughs> True. I mean, 
I would have. Oh, I don't. Uh, that it's it's unfathomable. What I, I would have been a nerd. I would. I don't know. Like sometimes when I'm like in a real high pressure situation, I'll just sit there. Like if there's nothing else to do, and I'll just like close my eyes and be like, "There's nothing I can do right now." Will Shuck stay healthy? Is uh, Desmond's question? But I, I think, think that's I'd what you've been asking, out. Kyle. Will Shuck stay? Yeah, that, that's a, man. The million dollar okay. question. So, so Desmond says he pairs the two thoughts together that I have. Well, Shuck, stay healthy, and we better beat UK. Well, here's the thing, and I've said it on here before. We have not beat UK. We've only beat UK one time in the 21st century with a quarterback that did not go on to play in the NFL, and it was the Kyle Bolin game where we came back, and I really think the reason why we won was because he played so well. They had no game plan for him. They, were, they prepared very well for Reggie Bonifon, and when he got injured and Bowling came in, or maybe he just got benched, the whole complexion of that game changed. And then likewise, <laughs> Bowling passed the torch the next year because he threw three interceptions against UK in the first quarter. We got down 21 nothing. Lamar comes in. They had no game plan for him. And that was the birth of the real Lamar where, like, he just took off from that. Like, he had played in games before, but that was the moment, that first UK game. Then he had the Texas A&M bowl game. And then, you know, he won two out of three against them. But every every time we play UK and we have a subpar quarterback, we lose. And I, everybody says it's all about the offensive and defensive lines. And that's true. But no, Chris Collins. We no. can't. We got to – Tyler Shuck's got to be the real deal. And if he doesn't play against UK, it's got to be somebody stepping up to be that guy. Behind I I am most excited for spring ball and understand like getting a real glimpse into who who's going to win QB two out of that group of like Brady Allen and Pierce and um, Bailey Bailey and and even Deuce really like I I don't want to put too much expectations on Deuce but like he's gonna I fully expect him to be competing. I wish he I wish he could have got here in the spring. That would have been awesome. That would have been huge, too. I I mean, I really think he could have been – I mean, maybe still. I don't want to doubt – it's not that I'm doubting him. There's just not a lot of time to adjust to college ball. I think he could have moved up to third string, potentially. Well, I'll say third string. You just don't want to put unfair expectations on a kid. Maybe even second string if if everything went well and the stars aligned. But now that he didn't get that spring, that you know, I know at one time he was hoping to roll early. He'll be here in the fall, though, and I think Deuce is going to be the guy. I, I think agree. in the future could be as soon as next season. Now, I'm not. That's not a slide at Pierce. I, I get anytime I mention that, I get a bunch of guys. You, what about Pierce is the guy? Like de- declaring it. Well, you know, if Pierce is a guy and he ends up being a guy, great. I have no qualms. I just want whoever the guy is going in the next year to be the guy. And, you know, hopefully Tyler Shuck this year stays healthy and is the guy. And then we can kind of start building our roster with multi-year quarterbacks because, I mean, we can't really make a living off of drafting or, I mean, off of getting 25-year-old quarterbacks in the portal. So, at some point, you've got to develop the guys you have. I'm pretty confident CMD asks – where to go? My my mouth jumped on me. A new coach. Uh, what are yeah, you hoping for coach. March Madness? Like, I don't think we're coach. going to March Madness. Like, uh, that's got to be a troll. 
a new coach, man. A new CMD's coach. CMD's been beginning. here a while, though. I don't think. Yeah, he's see, a, I don't think he's trolling. I don't know. Well, he might. He's probably just joking around. With it. I don't think yeah. he's like a. Some we get a couple UK comments sometimes. I can tell they don't hide it very well. You know, I haven't seen our North Carolina guys in a while. He was in here last time. He asked us. Was about, he here Wednesday? Uh, yeah, he asked us about taking. He said, "What do you guys think of? Uh, why is our coach's name like? I'm having a total brain." But Hugh. Hubert Davis. <laughs> That's Hubert what, Davis. Yeah, they're like, what do you think about Hubert Davis as the next Louisville coach? So I guess he's probably not a fan of <laughs> be like us with Satterfield and Cincinnati. He, he likes to just throw a little troll bars in there. I saw our Ohio guy was in here earlier. Yeah, shout I did too. To, I meant to shout say out something. to the Ohio podcast. Uh Larry says he picked NATO to the out of choice today. Well, why do I keep hitting the wrong thing? Desmond, if you need a moderator, I can help. We Eventually, we'll probably have to have moderation of the channel, but because yeah, we're not to we're grow. not quite we're not there, there yet, yet, but one day we probably will for sure. Yeah, I don't think we're quite that big time yet, but hey, I don't know about you guys, but I didn't think when I look, you know, you hear five hundred subs, you don't think a whole lot of it when you think of like big YouTube streaming channels. Mm-hmm. But when we first started this less than a year ago, I might add, uh, we're coming up on a year. I don't count our little pilot episodes where we didn't even share them with anybody. We just did them to see how we did together. But um, the first stream we did was after the first game of the regular season. I titled it. I remember it was called a painful spelled pain, P-A-Y-N-E, a painful in the basketball season. And we gave our thoughts. And, uh, but I remember thinking then looking at the other platforms of, of, of established channels, and thinking, man, there's really good, really good channels who are good at editing. They have guys on all the time, guests. They're really good. They don't even have 500 yet, or they have right around 500. And so this must be just a tough market. And so I thought we'd probably have around 350 to 375 right now. I did. I don't know about you guys. So 500 is not good. I, we appreciate all of you. We seriously, everybody that listens, like we see you all, we appreciate you all. I can tell you from right now, when we did our first pilot, I didn't expect this to be anything more than just a few of us idiots talking to some other guys in our group chat and stuff. I didn't think it'd be anything more than that. And the fact that we've reached a milestone of 500 subs, which again, a lot of people might think that's not a lot. And in the grand scheme of things, it isn't, but for us, it is. And, and we appreciate every single one of them. Um, yeah, two nights a week now. Yeah. Um, and I can't wait way. to, you know, take the next level and start doing stuff and meeting some of these uh, loyal followers, you know, no, loyal uh, watchers uh, in person and doing some stuff in person. And, on site spring game. Fun. Spring game. Spring game this year. We're going to have to figure that back. location out. Yeah. And all we the really logistics are planning. We gotta start planning that out, but um, yeah, it's 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 just wild to think, you know, in less than a year that like you could be driving home on your way to work or to work, and hear somebody mention the third banner pod on the radio, talk radio, when I'm just driving, and it's like all of a sudden somebody will be like, "Well, you know, they said on the third banner pod, or shout out to the third banner pod, like that that was never." in my mind, a thing. I never thought in a million <laughs> years that, that's, yeah. that that would happen. And so the fact that we're it happened here the other day. Now, the well, I'm just that glad that you guys agreed happening. to come on a pod. Cause like, you know, whenever I was just in the chat, just BS and like, Hey, we should start a pod. And like, and the group of guys that we've got, 
put together here. It's like, I feel like we have such a good group, man. I, yeah. I, I really appreciate you guys and the viewers. And well, we waited a year to even do it because you know, you I know we talked about it off and on, we and then it's like, like yeah, I, I, and I actually I reserved the channel like six to eight months before we ever even did an episode. Yeah, it was one of those weird things too, where like I just kind of thought it sounded cool, but that we would never actually do it. I never, I'm yeah. not gonna lie to you, I never thought we'd actually do it. But anyway, but uh, if we're here today and we're talking on a Friday night and we hit 500 subs, and it, like this is this is cool, man. This is cool. There's no other way to say it. Like I never thought we would be here. The fact that we are, it's it's just cool. Um, yeah, JV brings up uh, what. My mouse is being weird. Uh, I'm in Georgetown. If y'all want to stage the tailgate for the Kentucky football game next season, I know Ross and I are leading the kind of leading the train on that discussion. We're both in to plan a third banner pod tailgate in Lexington. So are you JP, definitely if you have Indiana some ideas, hit us up. Are you I'm assuming you're in Georgetown, Kentucky. Kentucky. Well, that's yeah, what JV, I was assuming JV's by Kentucky. that too. So JV's, JV's Kentucky because he was talking about uh like district basketball and stuff. So say you and Ty are next door neighbors if you're in Georgetown again. <laughs> Not quite. We're, I'm on the other. I took that to mean river. Georgetown, Kentucky, since he's yeah, talking about UK game. I figure, but you know, I'm a we're Hoosiers, me and me and Ty. We're on the what they call the wrong side or whatever. But I, don't know about I, that. I thought it was called the sunny side. They not say that I anymore. It's very sunny. I just say that I'm on the right side of the river at this point, and everybody else on the Kentucky side is on the wrong side. But except Louisville, that's true. I got to figure that out where but I'm going to live. Need, we'd like to just pull Louisville into Indiana, and then they can have the rest of Kentucky. But that's a whole yeah, different everything conversation. else. Whole different conversation. So, uh, yeah, do we. So let's see if y'all want to stage a tailgate. Yeah, JV, we, we power. Yeah, that's what I was just talking about. Yeah. Oh my God, I don't think Lexington could handle the power ten and the third banner pod. Yeah, well, Ross. Oh yeah, could you, you imagine this? Ross we've, and I are leading the charge on this. We're going to have getting the third banner out. pod. We're getting kicked out before the show. Yeah, I'd, I'd be a little worried about that. I'm not going to lie, man. I love y'all, power ten guys, but but all of us together in Kentucky, cheering for Louisville together. Oh God. Somebody getting somebody going to jail. Yeah, we're gonna be in the Lexington, <laughs> in the, the Lexington jail for sure. That's all right. All right, guys, you guys uh, ready to wrap it up tonight, or you guys, what do you think? Well, hey, what I, I think. Good show. Never mind. I was gonna make a joke. I'm not gonna do it about wrapping up. No, no, it okay. is the weekend. And it's, it's okay, late. you're done. Um, <laughs> you're done. <laughs> you're done. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say. Uh, Thank you to everybody who tuned in tonight. Like this was awesome. This was a fun night. Um, I, me and me and the guys have kind of talked about like these Friday night shows. We're going to come on a lot of nights, and there's just going to be nothing to talk about. And me and Ash even looked at each other about 15 minutes before this started. Like, what the hell are we going to talk about? And the fact that we're an hour and 30 minutes in, had all those callers come in and not uh, credit to the show's viewers. Desmond, we are the Seinfeld the podcast on Friday nights. We just uh, a whole lot of nothing. Like, thank you guys seriously for coming in and talking and listening to us babble and talk about nothing. So, uh, thank you all seriously. Like and subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, ring the you know, hit the notifications. You know, it's not going to mess up your, your algorithm or anything like that on YouTube. Just you know, give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe. And if there's something stuff. you guys want to hear, or, or you know, or some creative ideas, we're all about the creativity, believe yes. it or not. We've had some creative uh, shows. 
let us know. And we'll, Another we'll... thing I was going to say, like, follow us on Twitter. DM us. Like, let us know what you think. Um, if you have suggestions on Facebook. like that. Facebook, any of that. So, you know, let us know. We're going to have more trivia and stuff in the next few weeks. Uh, we wanted to skip it this week. We'll probably maybe do one next week when we get some more guys. Yeah, in appreciate y'all calling we'll in. So, uh, yeah, Desmond mentioned Aeneas. Desmond, obviously. Yes. Aeneas, Trent. Appreciate yeah. you guys calling. And did I miss anybody? I didn't miss anybody, did I? I don't think you did. Okay. Just didn't want anybody to feel left out. All right. <laughs> all right, guys. Any last words, Kyle? No, nah, man. Just we, we are all – I get it, guys. We're talking about the same things. Mm-hmm. I get – we get it. <laughs> There's nothing else to talk about. So just bear with us, and we'll just try to make it fun at least. And then we'll eventually when, – when when the real coaching search gets underway when and when spring practice gets underway – We'll really start to break some things down. Ty, did you have any fi- other final words for tonight? No, that's it. Let's just wait till the coaching the coaching search happens, and when a hire happens, we're going to have some awesome content and stuff, and we're going to have some new fun things to talk about. Right now, it's just the same boring shit, guys. We'll get through it. We'll, we'll get through it together, and uh, there'll be more cool stuff to talk about. So thank you all for tuning in tonight. Uh, go Cards. Go Krogering. Go Cards. Baseball finish the series off and sweep uh, Youngstown State. Go Cards. W. Thank you all.